You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Now, Satan went for Lazarus to bait him back into that region while he was still night, all right, in his own ministry, quote and unquote now. All right, but Jesus said, if I go now, these folks will arise and stone me to death. Right? So he waited and changed something in the spirit realm and then went back and said his day. He wasn't saying that, listen, we are going during the daytime. We are not going at night. That's not what he was talking about. Which means the spirit of God had moved over the face of that place. And God had said, let there be a light. And new light had come. And Jesus said, we are going now during the daytime. Nobody will pick a stone to throw at us. Not one. See the light of this world. So he switched it. And Jesus, all right, literally changed it. So we say in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 19 again. That this is what he said. Now it was after there was daytime. Jesus showed that he did pray. Because when he got to the tomb. He said father I thank thee. I'm just saying this publicly. Because you've heard me. And you hear me always. And then he now went on and said Lazarus come forth. Now his words had power. To bring him back. Because it was daytime. The same thing. God did not start speaking. So the seas or to the waters bring forth fish. Neither did he speak to anything until the, through the Holy Spirit there was light. It's where there is light that you can have the power of God flow out in that particular place. And then the spirit of faith can come into operation. So if you do it, while it's still night time, it ain't going to work as it should. Uh, so there's something that you've got to do. Every real project that you are going into, you have to take time. And this is why the old timers will say that they went to the mountain top in order to get something done. And that's what happened with Jesus. And the Bible says his garment, he was changed. He moved into that nighttime and light came out. And then he descended from that place. Haven't changed the things in the realm of the spirit. This is what soul travel is about. And the person emerges out of that. Or what we say, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew or exchange their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. This is not my teaching today. In the Psalms, when it says, "Wind of wing and eagles, what is literally saying they will run? And angels actually carry you, literally. All right? On their wings, in the execution of that thing. Literally, it's in scripture. Uh, that's why when, when Elijah uh, stayed there and prayed, when he said, I heard the sound of the abundance of rain, he marched out of the place. He went faster than the chariots. What was going on? Angels literally carried him. So what begins to happen in your life is angels are literally carrying you. And you start getting things done that I say a nation has been born at once. But it is through soul travail and the intercessory prayer of the spirit. Where you overcome all obstacles. And it's based on that seed that God has placed on the earth. It's not just empty sounds. It's a prayer of faith. Based on something that God has shown you. 
and then you carry that light until the day dawns. So you can have revelation about something, but it's not yet daytime. The day star has not arisen over your life. 2 Peter 1.19. It says, we have a more sure word of prophecy that you will do well whereunto to take it as unto a light that shines in a dark place. Is what we're saying. Until the day dawns and the day star rises right over your life. Take your revelation into prayer until you birth it. And what do we mean by that? The revelation there tells you about something that God intends to do in your life. And many of you, you have never, that's the problem, had a season of intense traveling prayer. And in traveling prayer, you are not just speaking in tongues. You take the seed. We'll see this because there's a word that God plants. And you take that. That tells you something about the future. And a promise that God, you've seen something. And you hold the image of that word in your mind. And you keep that image steady in your mind. And you begin to pray. And you are pushing in the place of prayer. Holding that image steady. Pushing in the place of prayer. And the Holy Spirit with groanings there is pushing there. You have to do it. Listen, without doing it, you will, God forbid. But if a person doesn't do it, they will never step into the plan of God for their lives. They will never step into the purpose of God. They will spend all their lifetime being used by other people. Because that's when you become a prince with God with power. Soul travail intercessory prayer every Christian has to do it at some point and you'll do it for every single phase where you push and push that thing through and so this is what he was saying here let's just look at it what's the nature of this prayer in this prayer what you are receiving is mercy and grace all right and I bring this to a close with it mercy and grace Luke chapter 1 verse 76 so verse 79 and thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Next verse. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. Next verse, to give light unto them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide their feet or our feet into the way of peace. Now put up the living Bible translation. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way of the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of sins. Because God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven, is about to break upon us to give light to those that are in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the path of peace or guide us into the path of peace. So here is saying 
that the mercy of God, all right, let's put verse 78. It says the, the mercy of God, uh, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. But it will come, verse 77, through the knowledge, all right, verse 77. He will tell the people to find salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. And in this prayer and travail here, over something, if it's you, if you are praying for a family, if you are praying for a nation, if you are praying for a group of people, an organization, first point of call is this, that when you receive the word of God for that situation and you enter into prayer, you are praying there for the mercy of God first of all. That's how this light comes. That is, in God's mercy, he should forgive and purge the sins that are keeping this, keeping that thing back from them. In other words, there are certain things. That's why he says that God is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness. But is not willing that any shall perish but come to a place of repentance. So when God wants to, God sets to fulfill his promise, there are certain things in our lives that are hindering God from being able to operate in and through us for the fulfillment of that thing. And in that place of prayer, 95, 90% are sins of omission, which means things that you don't even know about. Uh, a lady asked me, said, Pastor, I've been praying. I knew what she was saying. So I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying, I've tried. Send me a WhatsApp message. In church, I've been praying, I've tried. Pastor, I've prayed. Why am I not getting it? And I said, there are things, all right, inside you. There's the truth. God, so that God doesn't, hasn't given. There are, there are things, attitudes, behaviors that can actually inhibit, all right, which means the thing can come into your space. And you maybe by a kind of behavior and attitude, and this part of what is going on in the travail that the Holy Spirit is taking hold together with you against your infirmities, He is trying to get rid of all those things. And if you're interceding over a people, He's trying to get rid of those things. All right. In other words, why is Nigeria not a great nation with all the potential and human capital? Because. All right, there are certain ways in which we do things. There are certain things that, are, have, that is almost in our psyche through which we self-sabotage. So if you are traveling over this country, all right, it is that what remission means, the blotting out of sins, the wiping out of the sins. That's when the morning will break forth. If you have, you are antisocial, or you even say that I'm an introvert, I mean, it doesn't to say you are an introvert, not even antisocial, you are an introvert. You know, you are, you are just not like that. But that being just not like that, maybe hindering you from some opportunities that are right before you. Oh, say, well, this is how I am. This is how you are, all right? You've reached that limit. And the Spirit of God understands. And that's why Charles Finney said something. He said, prayer does work on the inside. When we pray, the Holy Spirit does work to change the condition of our heart such that God is able to now move and walk through you because the environment is right. He said something to that effect. And so when you're staying there, there are things, all right, about the way in which you do things and the way you approach things and all of that. that, that is, and, and, the, and the Holy Spirit wants to, that's why he says, I came up and said, be merciful unto me, this sinner. And he says, the man was exalted. 
So when, when Jacob was there, there were certain things in Jacob and there's certain things in Esau that, that God had to deal with in both of them. And when those things had been dealt with, then there was the breaking of day and then you could go out and say, go and meet him now, all is well. So let me close by just saying this here. When he talks about weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. And then he talks about in Psalm 126. I'll close with this here, Psalm 126. Put it up, Psalm 100. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamt. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them whereof they are glad. Verse 3. The Lord has done great things for us whereof we are glad. Verse 4. Turn again our captivity, which means it happened once they entered into that labor world again. O Lord, as the streams of the south. Now hear what it says. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Now something is being sown in tears. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. That precious seed is the seed of God's word that he has given to you. But you go weeping. Weeping there speaks about prayer. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So you go there in the place of prayer, all right, and this kind of prayer that he talks about, there's that weeping, which means there's something is going on with the precious seed of God's word. This is what it tells us in the book of Joel chapter 2 from verse 12 to verse 17. Joel 2, 12, 17. Therefore also now say the Lord, turn ye even to me with all of your heart, with fasting, with weeping. It's not talking about crying. It's talking about, you know, the state of personal and with mourning. And then it says, rend your heart and not your garments. Turn to the Lord. For his gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. And then he says, Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing, even a meat offering, drink offering unto the Lord your God? He says, Blow the trumpet, sanctify it fast, call a solemn assembly. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation. Let the bridegroom go forth out of the chamber, and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, ministers, and go between the porch. Let them spare the people. Give thine inheritance to the reproach and the hidden that should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among them, where is their God? Verse 18. Then shall the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. So this weeping, yea, the Lord will answer. Behold, I will send you corn, wine, oil, and you shall be satisfied. It's a form of prayer. It's an acknowledgement inside your hearts that God. It is not you withholding. There's something in me things here that you've got to not. They, they, this is of, of, things of omission could be ignorance about things, ignorance about how to go about things. All right, and 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 it says this is what will happen, and you have redemption, you have the blood, even the remission. In other words, it says the redemption that we have. You one of the big inheritance that we have in Christ is that, listen, you can receive the cleansing of those things. That's why when people taught this extreme grace message and were trying to take away the fact that, you know, God cleanses the heart from sin, my friend, 
The Bible says if you walk in the light as he's in the light, you have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all sin. So there's a cleansing that is going on. And, and there you are praying, Lord, have mercy. All right, my purge my heart clean. Purge every single thing that may be hindering. And then light begins. That shows that what is there is really ignorance about things. Light begins to come in. Light begins to come in. He guides your feet into the way of peace, which means that he shows you how to be a more peaceful person in your approach to others. To be a more reconciliatory person. Uh, you see someone, I, I said this, I heard someone say this, it was Pastor Kieran Anderson. He said, you see someone that is very, you know, opinionated and, and they contradict. And he said, they never, and they can't be part of a team and everything that he says, you'll find out that they never really are very successful people. So you begin to understand, light comes in, the Holy Spirit shows you that thing you do this way, this thing you do this way. It's, it's not really, and travail begins to happen there. And, and, and then when, you, when that happens, then a nation, all right, is born at once. Stuff begins to happen. That will take. So let's get ourselves into this soul travail. Hold the promise of God right in your heart. And you understand that the Holy Spirit is doing a walk through the blood of Jesus, purging you of every single thing that would have been a hindrance to the fulfillment, all right, of, of this God's will and purpose in your life. If you are praying over a nation, it's purging that entire nation of that particular thing as you stay in prayer until there's the dawning, all right, of that new day in your life. And I sense strongly that there are people here that, listen, things are without form and void. And the Holy Spirit is summoning you into the closet and says, further activity is trying to produce in the night. Come back. Return unto me and enter into that place of rest in prayer. As Jesus said, he stayed first time, second time, third time. He said, rest on now. The day has now been born. The night season has been changed. There's nothing the enemy can do again. Light has come. Revelation has entered into your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice that are carrying something inside your heart this moment that is kicking within the womb of the Spirit, pushing them and asking that your children go into that place, that birthplace, and push through, rejoicing in what you have shown them and praying this with the strength of the Holy Ghost. Grant unto them inner strength for this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. With all heads bowed and eyes closed, if you are here this morning, just one call, and you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, this also implies that you may not have received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Now, some of you have done that, but you've not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So if you've not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you're right here this morning now uh, because you will need him within to be able to birth this new day that God wants to bring into your life as an instrument of power and purpose in his presence. I'll just like you where you are.
quickly with all heads bowed and eyes closed to lift up your right hand. Now if your right hand is lifted up, quietly just stand to your feet. And I'll pray. You're here. Nothing to be ashamed of. We all did this. Just stand quietly to your feet with all heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, I pray for this once in the mighty name of Jesus. That as they are prayed for, every single inhibition to your plan and purpose being fulfilled in their lives, completely remove this moment that instantly they will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Those who haven't received Jesus as personal Lord and Savior will do that upon the confession of their faith. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. This podcast is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.